The Pre-W. Smith Show with Jeff Sloan, ahead of the Paul W. Smith Show at 6 on 760 WJR. All right, welcome back. Listen, anytime you throw out Elon Musk's name, and if you want to throw out another hot subject matter these days, like, for example, if you're looking to attract attention to an article you write, put Elon Musk's name on it, put ChatGPT next to that. I can't think of anything hotter than Elon Musk and ChatGPT. Well, those two things are merging as he rolls out plans for a generative AI program of his own on the Twitter platform. Here to tell us all about that is Callie Hayes, tech correspondent for Insider.com. Tell us, Callie, what does Elon Musk have going on with ChatGPT? Well, Elon Musk, who now is the owner and CEO of Twitter, is getting himself pretty deeply into this whole AI arms race that's going on between a lot of tech companies, including many, many, many startups, new ones of which are launching literally every day in Silicon Valley and in New York, actually. So he's gone about, you know, doing some hiring through Twitter, and he's actually registered a name, as the Wall Street Journal later reported, XAI, for apparently this new project that he told the now departed Fox News host Tucker Carlson. It's going to be Truth GPT. But what that means is a little, <laughs> nobody knows. Right, right. Nobody knows. So let me ask you this. First of all, Musk is no stranger to AI. He was involved early on in the open AI genesis, the company and so on, wasn't he? Yeah, he was actually a co-founder with sort of a cohort of many other really big names in tech, but along with the man who owns it now, which is Sam Altman. Right, exactly, Sam Altman. And so, again, he's no stranger to AI. He knows the power of it. It's certainly having its moment now. It's big coming out, and it looks like he wants back in. Is this project a project of Twitter's, or is this a project of Musk's, and it's independent of Twitter? It's... As is so often the case with Musk, it's sort of both. So he definitely uses his companies however he sees fit. But the people that he's hired for this project are technically employees of Twitter. Insofar as people have told me that are familiar with this project and the company, the model that he's trying to train is using Twitter data. So generative AI, which is the thing that probably a lot of people have heard, which is this whole AI boom that's going on. It needs to be trained on truly like almost unthinkable amounts of data. So the thought is that he will be using Twitter data to train this large language model or LLM, as it's often referred to, in order to produce something along the lines of a chat GPT. I see. And so what might this mean for Twitter and what might it mean for the rest of us as consumers who either use Twitter or just more broadly? What's the net effect of all this? Well, for Twitter, there's a couple of still sort of unproven use cases for like a social platform that relies almost entirely on advertising to drive its revenue, which since Musk has come along, Twitter has had a really hard time retaining advertisers. So it's possible that you could use generative AI to really specifically target ads to users on the platform in an immediate time frame and actually change ads to better suit a person, a user, that you have sort of signals about their preferences from. So that's possible. He might end up doing, you know, sort of a chat GPT thing, which is sort of a, it's just kind of cool, you know, right now. You can kind of use it for a little emailing. You can use it to tell funny, senseless stories and post to Twitter, right? You could do something kind of silly. But in terms of users, Twitter actually, I think last week, the beginning of last week, it changed its privacy in terms of use policy. 
uh, like, you know, the fine print that you agree to when you sign up for any of these apps. And it changed a little bit of the language very deep in its privacy policy, effectively allowing the company to use any of the data and any of your data that you feed into Twitter, which is all of your posts, all of your preferences, all of your user habits over the course of months or years into basically anything it wants. So it's presumed that this is more of a, it's a legal out for them to use all of the data on Twitter, all of your personal data to train anything it wanted and to apply this data in any which way it felt was necessary. Really interesting. You know, anything Musk touches, it's going to be controversial at least and, and, and probably newsworthy at least. A lot of what he's done is really, really amazing. And some other things are yet to be proven as successful, but no doubt he attracts attention. He's going to be in the news, as will AI be. You put the two of them together, you know, some interesting things are going to come from this. You'll be busy covering the story, I'm sure. And these are interesting times as a result of the big change that AI is bringing to society, to business, and all the rest of it. You know, this is a major sea change that's just now beginning to bubble up. We don't know where it's all going to go, but as I said, you put Musk and AI together and it's bound to go big places, I'm sure. Yeah, and the thing with AI too, at least this is my personal feeling about it, it does actually have real use cases that will spread throughout a lot of businesses, you know, healthcare, legal back-end services, tech, you know, even the news business. So it's unlike, it gets a lot of comparisons to, you know, Web3 and NFTs and crypto and stuff, but AI seems to be a lot different. It can actually be used by regular people and big businesses. AI has real utility. One could argue yeah. that Web3, a lot of the crypto stuff, all the NFTs, et cetera, was a lot of opportunity, if you will, based on there being the next guy standing, willing to pay more or do more with it, whatever it may be. But it's a, more of a speculative marketplace in nature, whereas this has real utility, therefore has real value. Yeah, and it's been being built up for, you know, many, many years too. I mean, OpenAI and the first chat GPT, I think was in, gosh, 2017 or 2018, and they didn't release it because it was so bad. But I mean, that just goes to show you they've been working on this for, you know, six, seven years already. And then finally, they got to a place late last year where we're like, okay, this actually kind of works. Really cool. Amazing stuff. Callie Hayes, thank you so much. You are a tech correspondent, tech reporter for insider.com. Great article, great interview. Appreciate you. We'll be back with more right after this break right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 